You try to control me with your words of torment and anger, hurling from your twisted mouth, your manipulating mind, your evil heart. You say you love me. You say I need you. And I believe your lies. Little do I know, you know nothing of love. How can you lie to turn the ones I love against me? Because deep down it is hate for yourself. You're insane. Your distorted mind needs help. Yet you act so innocent in front of others, putting up a front. It's like Jekyll and Hyde. How can you manipulate and ruin my life, wearing me down day by day, week by week, until I give up? I would rather the physical pain than being called a useless slut and a whore. Blood dripping down my face, lying in a crumpled mess as your foot kicks me again. Doesn't compare to your verbal assault. I hate living through each day on edge, wondering what I've done wrong or how you're going to hurt me next. I start to believe your twisted words. Start to think I am ugly, useless, a whore. That I am nothing, worth nothing. Deserve everything you do to me and say to me. Your words are like venom spitting poison in my face. I can't go on living through this hell. I have to be strong. So finally, after all this pain, I walk away, hoping to never see your face again. And as time slowly passes by, the pain gradually fades. And I realise... I will not let anyone treat me like this again. I am not worthless. No one can tell me that I am. I deserve better. I am better. I deserve the best. So this is a poem that I wrote in 2009, I think it was. I was in an abusive relationship and... um, as, as I say in the poem, the, the words, the verbal and the manipulation and turning against my friends was way worse than the physical, worse than the blood dripping down my face and the kicks to my stomach, worse than being punched in the face. And I wrote this poem in 2009 after I left Australia I went overseas for a year. I was always supposed to do this. When I was 18, I was going to do it. My parents were going to pay for me to go over and spend time with my family and travel. Um, Most of my family live in England. I was born there. And I never did it because I had a boyfriend at the time and I didn't want to leave him. Not the same boyfriend, by the way. Um, And so I finally did end up going over when I was 22. And part of the reason was because I was always meant to go um, to see my family, to travel. And part of it was to get away from this asshole. (laughs) And I went over there and I wrote this poem. I actually still had contact with him whilst I was there for a little while. I still wasn't valuing myself. I still wasn't believing that I was worthy of more than that. And over time, I realized that I was. And I wrote this poem, and this was really my catalyst for change. I wrote this poem alongside with a letter to him that I never gave him, but it was just uh, another form of expression, like the poem. And the the letter, I actually didn't write it at the same time. I wrote it a few years later. And it was a letter of forgiveness. And I'll have to find it somewhere. I should have got it ready for this, but I don't know where it is actually. But the letter of forgiveness 
was saying not that it was okay what he did, but that I understood and that I knew it said more about him than it said about me and that I forgive not because it was okay, but so that I could move forwards, so that I could not be angry or sad anymore, so that I could let it go and move forwards and not even think about him anymore. And so before that forgiveness letter, years after this, in 2009, I wrote this poem that I just read to you. And that was my first step to realizing that I was worth more, that I deserved more, and that I could, um, I could move forwards and uh, allow love and allow someone who was amazing into my life. And shortly after writing this poem, I think it was literally only a few months after, maybe not even that long, I found my now partner who was very different to any of the other guys who I'd ever been with. He wasn't abusive. He wasn't manipulative. And that's not saying that all the guys that I was with before him were. Um, but all of the guys I was with before either had anger issues or drug issues or uh, I was trying to save them when really I needed to work on myself. And my partner who have now, Nuno, I've been with him for seven years next month and I met him in 2009 and he was so different to all those other guys. And the reason I attracted him and that relationship into my life is because I decided that I was worthy. I, was, I decided that I was worth more than that. I decided to love myself and to work on myself and to grow and move forwards. I've got tears in my eyes talking about this. I didn't think I'd get this emotional. But I wouldn't have attracted him into my life if I kept going down that path, if I kept not loving myself, if I kept believing that I deserved that that I deserve to be treated like that, to be abused, to be manipulated, to just get wasted on drugs all the time. And I got wasted on drugs because I was escaping, because I wasn't happy with myself, because I didn't love myself. I thought I was just the party girl and that was my identity and I was having fun, but that was all just my excuse, my story that I told myself. And I didn't realize at the time why I was actually doing it because I wasn't mature enough to realize yet. I was doing drugs and um, just getting drunk from when I was about 15, just weed when I was um, a teenager. Um, but when I was 19, started getting into pills and speed and all sorts of different stuff. And I, I tried most drugs out there. <laughs> um and I spiraled out of control. And so Nuno coming into my life changed my life. He's eight years older than me. So when I was 22, he was 30. And he gave maturity and perspective that I needed in my life. I only ever did pills once in front of him. And I, I didn't even want to do that. I didn't want him to see me like that. So something had shifted in my head. He's never even smoked a cigarette. He's never done any drugs. 
and that helped me to become a better person. Then shortly after we met, three months into our relationship, I fell pregnant. We were hitchhiking through Portugal and Spain when I found out I was pregnant. And that was very stressful. I kept looking at the test going, no, 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 no. And I remember his words, his exact words to me that day. He said, don't worry, I'm not going anywhere. I'm by your side. Even though at the time we were living in Portugal, even though I was on the other side of the world and I was meant to go back after a year, I had my return ticket, it all ended up working out even though we'd only known each other for three months, it all ended up working out. And I attracted him into my life because I decided to change. And so why am I telling you this today? Because this relates to your own personal life and it relates to your business. The more that you work on yourself, the more that you attract the right people into your life whether it's a relationship, whether it's having a better relationship with people in your family, whether it's the friends and the people that you surround yourself with, people that inspire you and motivate you to be a better person, maybe people who are doing better than you in business, making more money or are more well-known, people that you can aspire to be and use that as motivation to push forwards, or people in your personal life people that inspire you in whatever area of your life because your environment equals your success. And so when I was using drugs, I was surrounded by other people who were using drugs, other people that were escaping from reality, other people that weren't happy with themselves and were messed up in their heads. And because everyone was doing it, it was normal, right? That was my normal. And other people from the outside could see that I was destroying myself and destroying my life, my parents, my um, brother and sisters, my friends from outside of that. But I just said, I'm having fun. Don't worry about me. I couldn't see it because that was my normal. That was the people that I was hanging around with. If everyone's doing it, then it's fine, right? We're just having fun. And so I want you to think about who are the people that that make up your environment? Who are the people that you're spending time with? And environment goes for people, but also physical environment as well. So the people that I hung around back then, I've already spoken about, but the actual physical environment, I was living near the valley, which Fortitude Valley in Brisbane, um, where I used to go out clubbing all the time. I would go out clubbing every Friday, Saturday night, and sometimes I'd go out from Thursday to Sunday. I wouldn't sleep all weekend. When the clubs closed at 5 a.m., I'd go back to people's houses and keep partying and stay up. That was my environment. I was always at the family in Brisbane, the family nightclub. I was at uni at the time as well. I don't know how the hell I did that. Full-time uni. Part-time work, 25 to 30 hours a week, and partying two to four nights a week. Every single week for a year. And even after that, but not as consistently. That was my physical environment, and that was my environment with the people I hung around as well. And it took me 
going over the other side of the world to get away from that. People who are addicted to drugs, they, they have no hope at stopping if they continue to hang around the people that perpetuate that cycle and continue to hang around those places as well. Now, I went to the family nightclub a few weeks ago. It's changed a lot since I was 19. And I've been there since, but I hadn't been there for a few years. There weren't as many fucked up people. There there were still a lot, of course. But it's the demographics really changed since I was there. And the music's changed and the clothes people wear has changed. Everything's changed about it. And, you know, for a long time, excuse me, a long time afterwards, I struggled when I went back there. I, it made me crave and, and want to do drugs. It put me back in that headspace again. When I went there a few weeks ago, I didn't get any of those feelings. I hardly even drank. I had a few drinks. Five, to be to be <laughs> specific. But I didn't even get drunk. I was a bit tipsy. And so it took a long time to break that cycle and break that habit and break that pathway in my brain to go, okay, well, family is associated with that. And so if anyone wants to stop something in their lives, you need to break that cycle. You need to break that environment, the people that you hang around and the physical environment as well. So for example, in business, if you're trying to get work done from home and you know that your home environment leads you to being lazy and procrastinating, well, then that environment is not conducive to your success. If it's easy to just have a nap or scroll through Facebook or tidy the house or have a snack or play Xbox or watch Netflix when you're at home, that environment is not good for you to be productive and for you to be successful in business. So instead of continuing and just trying to go, trying to tell yourself that, oh, I'm just lazy. I just need to have more discipline. I just need to have more willpower. Get out of that environment so it's easier for you to be successful. Why make it hard for yourself? And so the way that you can do that is you can rent a co-working space or you could go down to the local library or a cafe or a park or a uh, or the beach. It's your own business. You make the rules. You can work from wherever you want. You don't work nine to five in an office anymore. So why do you need to replicate that office at home? You don't. Make your own rules. Break the rules. Break that environment and break that habit and that cycle that you're currently in. Think about how you can do that. And the same goes for any area of your life, yeah? Another example in business is if you're hanging around people who are struggling, who are on like who have a full-time job and they're just doing the business on the side or they're always negative in business, then that's what is going to be your normal. You need to hang around people, not just, yeah, still hang around people that are at where you're at. That's fine. You can relate to each other and that's cool. But you need to also be hanging around people that are further ahead of where you're at. Now, that should be income-wise for some people, definitely but not for all the people that you follow. Some people might not be making more money than you, but they might have amazing opportunities. 
They might know something that you don't know that you can learn from them. Or they might just have an amazing positive attitude. But if you want to make more money and be successful in business, then you definitely need to be hanging around people who are making more than you. And it's not just because of the money in their bank account, but it's because of their perception and their mindset and where they're at in their lives. The the money is just a catalyst for ideas and opportunities and the way that they think. Someone who's making 500,000 or a million dollars is going to think very differently to someone who's making 50,000 or 100,000. And again, someone who makes a hundred million is going to think very different or a billion is going to be thinking very differently to someone who's making a million. So think about where you want to be. Think about hanging around people that are five or 10 times ahead of where you're currently at. And that doesn't mean hang around as in you've got to be best mates with them. You can follow them online. You could be part of a mastermind group. You could um, hire them as a mentor. You could go to network um, networking meetups. You could you could have them as people as a friend. There's lots of different ways that you can do that. Now, using that example in different areas of your life, with your health, for example, if you want to lose weight, there's no point hanging around people that drink every weekend and eat takeaway all the time and do no exercise because that is going to be your normal. So we need to change this perception of normal. And I want you to think about your business specifically, but also any other area of life you want to succeed in. You can do this for, you can replicate this. But for business right now, I want you to think about what is your current normal. And you can relate this to your mindset. Uh, to So mindset for business. This is all about business. The people that you spend most of your time with the people that you follow in business, if you have a mentor or not. You really need a mentor. You really need to invest in yourself if you want to get results and if you want to get them a lot faster than what you could do by yourself, by the way. I've met, had mentors since I started my business, since a couple of months in, and I wouldn't be where I am today without it, not just financially, but uh, I wouldn't be the person I am today if I hadn't have spent time and money investing in myself and not only my business, but my mindset. You want to think about the, the physical environment that you spend your time in as well. And you want to think about the work, the effort that you're putting in. What do you do each day? Do you spend more time procrastinating on Facebook or writing quality co content, giving value, reaching out, connecting with people, making sales? What is your normal around the, the work and the effort that you put in? What is your normal around the money that's in your bank account? What is the normal around the money that you make or the money that you think you can make? Because, you know, every time that I work on myself and every time I make more money, it's because of an expansion of my mind of what I believe is possible. If you don't believe that you can make 100000 you're not going to put the action steps in place to make it a reality. If you don't believe you can make 200,000, 500,000, 1 million, then you're never going to do it because you need to believe that you can do it to take action to make it a reality. Your beliefs, your thoughts, your mindset, plus the actual strategy and the action is what gets you the results. Those things together 
not one or the other. You can't go, okay, well, I've got this business strategy of I've got to sell five people a week to make X amount of money. But if you don't believe that you can do that, you're not going to make it a reality. So the two go together. So for me, for example, around money, I used to have uh, a normal that I couldn't have anything less than $1,000 in my bank account. I had more money in savings, but my normal, my everyday kind of bank account, if I had less than a thousand in there, I'd be like, I'd start stressing. And so I always had to have around a thousand or more in there. Now, if I had a thousand in my bank account, plus the money I've got in my savings, that's not even like, that doesn't even matter. But if I had a thousand in my bank account right now, I'd be like, oh shit, what's going on here? What's wrong, Kelly? Now my new normal is around three to four grand in my bank account. And it's like, okay, yep, that's good. And then I've got money to either just sit there a little bit or put in savings or put more in savings or to think about, okay, well, what else do I need to pay for? My, that's, that's my minimum now. Instead of a thousand, it's now that three or four. But a lot of the time it's around five or six. Five or six is like, yeah, that's cool. I need to put some of this in savings now. And I, I regularly get that amount of money coming back into my bank account, no matter what I do, just ends up at that because I'm in the mindset where I can attract that money in, but not only am I in the mindset where I give enough value to be able to attract that money in, but I'm in the mindset where I don't have to spend it all. And it's taken me a long time to get to that space where I would see money in my bank account and I'd just go, shit, i got to spend this because I had a bad mindset around holding onto money. Now I know I don't need to do a million courses. I don't need to sign up to everything that someone's marketing to me. I don't need to uh, just go and waste it on whatever. Last weekend, I had nine and a half grand sitting in my bank account and I was like, okay, I can't have this amount of money sitting there because if I have a big amount of money sitting there, I'll just get comfortable and I'll kind of put the brakes on a little bit and I won't attract enough into my business. So I put five grand last weekend into savings. And then I also bought um, a king size bed, which is a mattress, which I've been thinking about for a while. Um, I bought a heap of concert tickets for me and my partner for throughout the year because that's important to me. Um, So I had a bit of spending and a bit of fun with my money, but I also had a lot of savings as well. I put that five grand and I also set a goal of putting another three grand over the next um, two weeks into, into savings as well. So I think it's, it's good to invest in yourself. Definitely. But it comes to a point where you just spent too much. You do too many courses and you're not actually taking action. You're not implementing And that's another topic for another podcast. But um, to keep that in mind, the other thing is you want to have what is your normal around money? If it's $1,000 in your bank account, then never go underneath that. But anything that's over $1,000, put it into savings. Don't have a big chunk of money sitting in your bank account because you stop pushing forwards. You stop attracting more in because you get comfortable and complacent. Someone told me once that money needs a home and it does put it into different saving accounts, invest in yourself, spend a little bit on fun and play. You need to have a life as well, 
but don't just blow it all. And the more that you do these things, the more you will attract into your life. Some people get scared about money or they think that I talk about money too much. Well, I'm in business. Business is about money. And if you didn't care about money, then you'd just do what you do for free. You'd be a charity, right? So you do care about money. Money isn't some evil thing. What it is, is it's an exchange of value. And the more value that you give to people, the more money you will make. The other thing is as well, that if you're in a good mindset, you'll attract more in and you'll be able to hold on to it. And I don't mean hold on to it as in like saving pennies or whatever, but I mean it's investing or saving and that kind of thing as well. So I want you to think about all the things that I've spoken about today, about changing your new normal, about your environment, physical and and the people that you spend your time with as well. And I want you to relate this to your business and how you can move forwards by changing your normal, by changing your environment, by changing up the way that you're currently living. Because if you don't change any of this, you'll keep getting the same results. So what needs to change in your business and your life right now to get something different? Because it's all connected. Business is not separate from your personal life. The more you work on yourself, the more you change your, your, your personal life, the more successful you'll be. So I hope you've enjoyed this one. This is the first one I've done in a while, actually. And um, if you're not already in my free group on Facebook, it's called the Community of Kick-Ass Action Takers. Would love to have you there. And uh, yeah, just just join me there. And uh, I, I also have some, some free offers in there that I can um, tag you in as well. So if you have any other ideas of things that you want me to talk about, I've got lots of ideas, but if you um, if you want to me to talk about anything specifically, join that group. You can post in there, or you can email me at info at ptmentoring.com.au. Have an awesome day.